Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You will enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We will be thankful unto you, O God. And we will bless your name, Jesus. For you are good, my God. You are so good. Jehovah, you are so good, Jesus. You are so good. You are so good, Lord. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. You are so good. You are so good, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just speak to God. Don't let your worship stop. Just keep worshiping Him. Give him the food in your lips. Just adore him. Just exalt him. He is worthy. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our praise. Who is like unto this God? What name can even fit him? The I am that I am. The God who is and is to come. Oh, speak some words unto honor him. Oh, Jesus, we exalt and magnify you. Is there any like you? Is there none that can be compared to our God? From the beginning to the end, he is God. The unsearchable God. Oh, Jesus. Oh Lord, we worship you, Adonah. We exalt you, Son of God. We bless you, our Father. The one who never forsook us, the one who never forsake us, the one who never leave us, the one who is always with us, regardless of our situation. Oh Jesus. Bible says you love us first so you gave your son to die for us that father we will not be cast out by Lord we will be brought back in your grace what love have you shown that Lord you gave yourself oh my God glory and honor be unto you we bless you we bless you in Jesus name we have worship amen Amen. Amen. Oh, let's give a clap offering to Jesus. If this is for Jesus, we have really and truly failed. Let's give a clap offering to Jesus. Oh, we are talking about Jesus. Let's give a clap offering to Jesus, church. We can do better than that. We can do better than that. Let's give it up to Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. When it comes to Jesus, we are so gentle. 
But when it comes to men, we're receiving things from men, material things that does not last. We give it all. We bow. Because of what we will receive, material things. Let's give it up to the one that gave us life. Let's give it up to him. Hallelujah. Shall we please have our seat? We want to thank God for today. Another Sunday. Amen. I want to thank God for the leadership. Pastor Kwame, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity. I want to thank the entire executive, the leadership. And most importantly, I want to thank you for being here today. Because without you, <laughs> there wouldn't be no church. <laughs> without you, we can't just come and sing and praise the, to the church. So it's an honor for you, us to see, for me especially, to see you here. For the entire church to see you here. It's an honor for one of every one of us to e see each other. Amen. Amen. Today I've been given an assignment. And it's a very huge assignment. And I thank God that he gave me a huge assignment. Because when God gives you a huge assignment, it humbles you. Amen. Amen. So it's a privilege for me to share the huge assignment with you. Hallelujah. Before we dive into the word, shall we please pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, we honor you. Father, we thank you for this privilege that you have given unto us to seek and to hear your word. Father, we pray that if there be any heart of stone in here, that, Father, you may crush it and give unto us a heart of flesh. Father, I am just your vessel. Take me aside and do your word. Take me aside and fulfill your purpose. Take me aside and speak to your church. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Today, I have to be very honest. I'm under an intense pressure. <laughs> Not just to speak the word of God, but when your in-laws are in the house and you are appointed to speak the word, it puts a level of pressure on you. Because this has never happened in my ministry. So I will try my best. Those who know me when I preach, if I'm being so gentle, forgive me because my in-laws are in the house. You understand. Thanks for understanding. I want us to dive straight to the word of God. And the topic for today is the place of obedience in our worship. The place of obedience in our worship. This year, God has given this year to us as a year of true worship. Many preachers, many speakers, Pastor Minister Falang has spoken in depth about what worship is. And today, God is giving us another privilege to go deep and actually deeper in this place of worship. We've understood that worship it's not just what we had over here minutes ago. It's part of worship, but it, it, that is not the entirety of worship. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is what you do when nobody sees you. Worship is the words that you say when people get on your nerves. Worship is the instructions that God tells you that you are not comfortable of. 
but yet he says do it. Worship is our emotions that we show when we get upset. That right after we are done, people will tell you that, man, I thought he was a Christian. Worship is a lifestyle. Then when it comes to the place of obedience, what is worship? Actually, I want to conclude this message by saying that I'm concluding even though I have not started. I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, this is truly the will and the direction of God. We are going to the place of obedience, but I'm going to go through the back route to, for us to get to the place of obedience. Because a lot of times, if we don't know who we are and the God that we serve, obedience becomes useless. If you don't know the place that you are and a voice just appeared to you, it's just an ordinary voice. If you don't know where God has positioned you and an instruction is given, you can choose to obey that instruction or choose not to obey because you don't even know what the instruction is and you don't know who gave that instruction. So before we dive into the word of God, before we dive into the place of obedience, Let's go back to the sovereignty of God. Who is this God that has even called us? Where does he come from, if, even if that's possible? Because if we understand how great and mighty that this God is, then we will truly understand when it comes to his obedience. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah 46, verses 9. Isaiah 46, verses 9 to 10. Remember what happens long ago. For I am God. And there is no other God. And he says back, I am God. And no one is like me. I declare the end from the beginning. And from long ago, what is not yet done? Saying, my plan is, my plan will take, hold on. My plan will take place. And I will do all my will. I will do all my will. And my plan will do what? Take place. So regardless of you and I, his plans will take place. No matter if he tells you to do it and you do it or not, his plans will take place. What he has said, the Bible said his word is yes and amen. What he has said he will do it. I am the beginning and I am the end. Before creation, our God is. Before he created Adam, he is. I know that, is, that sounds like a broken English. But he's not the God of the past. 
Neither is he the God of the future. <laughs> Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 6. Remember, we are talking about the place of obedience in our worship. First Corinthians chapter eight verses six. Yet for us there is but one God. Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, who is the source of all things. Let's pause over there. Yet for us, all of us here. There is but one God. If you are from Ghana, whether you are from Nigeria, Zimbabwe, no matter where you came from, we the Americans. We the Americans. Regardless of where we came from, there is but one God. So he's not a God that is restricted by territories. The sovereignty of God, the greatness of this God. The Father, from whom are all things, understand this, from whom are all things. So nothing happens outside the will of God. Nothing happens that we can say that this, went, this happened without the knowledge of God. There is no one thing that we can say that happened outside the knowledge of God. From whom are all things? And we for who? Him. He's not just the source. He's not just the alpha. Neither is he just the omega. But the alpha and the omega and everything that is between that, he is. And we for him. So we are not for ourselves. We are not for ourselves. The moment you declare that and I did this, we should cut you off because you are not for yourself. And one God, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things. Listen to this. The first order came up here was that from whom are all things. Now it's not just from. Through whom are all things. So everything that we achieve is through him. Everything that happens to us is through and we through him. So then what is the sovereignty of God? What is this greatness of God that we are talking about? The sovereignty of God is to understand that God is the absolute ruler. God rules over the affairs of men and the affairs of everything. So he's not the God for just humans. He's the God of the fish. He's the God of the plant. 
Remember that when Jonah disobeyed God, the Bible said that God sent a fish. So he's that huge that he has control over animals. He's the God that spoke one word and a tree died instantly. Nature. He's the God that has control over nature. Bible says that the earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth and everything that dwells within it is of the Lord. Everything is for, the, is for God. What you have achieved, what you want to achieve, where you want to go, how you want to get there, is through him. It's through him. When you understand the greatness of God, obedience does not become work. It becomes an honor. It becomes an honor. Understand this God. A prophet was sitting on a donkey. And God decided to speak to the donkey. Understand the prophet is the oracle of God. The prophet is where is a person that God communicates. But this time the person was sitting on the donkey. And God started speaking to the donkey. And the prophet was so upset and never knew what was happening. The earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof. When you understand how great this God is, when he gives a command, it becomes an honor. It becomes an honor to work for God. Because this God can call anything, everything, when he wants to, how he wants to, without questioning. No man can ever question the authority of God. When he speaks, it's final. No matter who he speaks to, no matter how he speaks to, what he says stands. And this God, out of his greatness, did not call anybody, anything, any creation, but called you and I. Called you and I. To worship him. He said in Luke, he said, if you refuse to worship me, I will call rocks. I will call stones. And stones will do the exact same thing that humans will do. We. Anybody that acts in pride, arrogance, ego, has not really encountered and has no knowledge of what the sovereignty of God is. Because if you come to understand this God, you stay humble. You stay humble. Our pastor does, he does what he does, even though he has a PhD, because PhD does not matter when it comes to this God. The reason why the instruction that you have received so long that you are still sitting on it and disobeying God is because you do not know who good is God is. What he has given to you, he can give it to somebody else. 
and nobody can question his authority. Before we start obedience, this is the God greater than anything, greater than what we can even think. The only name that he gave to himself is the I am because there is no name that can contain him. There is no name. How many of us have a call upon our lives? And how many times do we have to beg you to even come to church and to even come early? If you know the sovereignty of God and understand that uh, for, through him all things, all things, nobody will tell you to wake up early. The sovereignty of God. This God chose you and I. He did not just choose us. He gave us authority over everything. God did not just choose us. He gave us authority. He gave us every authority to man. Who are we that God is so mindful of? Who are we? That even though we lost him by disobeying him, he came back and gave himself to us. He gave himself to us, his whole self, to us. That we, human, we, sinful human being, our God will come down from heaven and give himself to us. Do we understand who this God is? Are we getting somewhere? No, this is a question. Are we getting somewhere? The mighty God. And he gave himself to us. Sinners like us. Such that the bond that we lost, we will regain it. What he gave that we lost it all, he did not take it away. We lost it and he gave himself back to us. He gave himself back to us. And now, he did not just give himself back to us. He says, as many as believe, as many as believe, there is no restriction. He's the only God that tells you to come without any qualification. He says, come as you are. He's the only God. There is no, there is no one employ, employer that will tell you that, come as you are. But our God had no restriction. Just come as you are. And through faith, we are one with him. Through faith, we are one with this great God. True faith, this God lives in me. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence. The evidence that we have, that we can prove of the things not seen is our obedience. Now, let me go back to my topic. Everything that I said is not part of the topic. I'm just kidding. Now, what is obedience? 
We all have so many definitions when it comes to this topic of obedience. What is obedience? Obedience simply is to do exactly what God says do it. How he says do it. And when he says do it. So understand this. It's exactly to do what God says do. How he says do. And when he says do. So you can, God cannot give you an instruction. That do this and you sit down for 100 hours if it's possible. Out of your own leisure, you do it. That is disobedience. Obedience. Bible says, and God gave Moses instruction. I have five minutes. God gave Moses instruction. That when you get there, point your rod. Right? The word is this. You speak. You speak, right? God's word. And out of that, water will come out of the rock. When Moses got there, Bible said he was upset at the people and bang, he hit the rock. Understand this. Water, water came all right, but God said, you have disobeyed me. This God is not a God that we can pull his hands. We can negotiate. When he speak, his words stand. Obedience is to do what God says do. How he says do it. And when he says do it. Let me go to Luke chapter 22. I thought I would be able to finish this and go to the next, the next one next week. But it's not very possible. So, I will... It looks like three weeks, but the Holy Ghost with us, we will see where God will take us. Amen. Luke 22, verses 39. Luke 22, verse 39. And this is Jesus' prayer when it was time for him to be betrayed. Luke 22. Luke chapter 22, verses 39. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olive, as he was customed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And, and he was withdrawn from men about a stone throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not your will, but you, not nev nevertheless, not my will, but yours. The Father of all fathers, Jesus Christ Himself, pray the prayer. The Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. In other words, what you have spoken, if we can negotiate, let this pass by. And it will still turn into obedience. And he came back to himself and said, not my will. So obedience does not make sense. But yet, because it's the will of God, we have to allow it to flow. Bible said, and God called Abraham, 75 years old man. He said, move from your father's house and go to where I will show you. Where is that land? I don't know. Just move. If Abraham... 
refused, or Abraham, when he got to a place and gave up, that is still disobedience. This is obedience part one. This is obedience part one. But understand this, the takeaway here today is this. For you to be obedient, you have to understand the sovereignty of God. Because if you understand that sovereignty, obedience is not an instruction. It's not a job. It's not work. It's an honor. It's an honor for this God. To call you is an honor for this supreme God to tell you that come as you are and I will accept you. Man will cast us out. Men will say words that we don't want to say, we don't want to hear. But this God is always loving. Merciful Father. Obedience in our worship. I will conclude by saying that obedience is the only way that our worship is proved. The obedience is the only way that your Christianity is proved. If you want me to prove it, I'll prove it. Bible says, if you love me, keep my command. It's as simple as that. The only way you keep God's command is by obeying. If you walk in disobedience, you have not kept God's command. And your worship is not proven. The only way that we worship God is through obedience. It's by, it's by doing the will of God. The only way, obedience, is to do what God says do. How he says do it. The how is none of our business. He is supreme. If God is to tell us his mind, today, all of us, we will not have any head. It's to do what God says do it. How he says do it. And when. The when is always the problem because we are so comfortable in our own place that we always want to serve God when we have extra time. So the reason why you've not been able to serve into any ministry is because you think you don't have time, but you have time to eat. The reason why we give so many excuses. Bible said that after God has given Abraham the instruction, early in the morning he arose. Because he understood the sovereignty of God. He understood that when it comes to God, God first. But when it comes to us, everything else first, but God comes to the last. But yet we have the audacity to speak. When things doesn't work our way. Understand this. The moment God gives you an instruction... The moment, please, if we miss everything today, let's get this. This is the last word for the message. The moment God gives you an instruction, if God is standing at point A, let me use you as an analogy, please. I want us to get this. And I'll be done. I'm wearing white, so I will be God. And you... And you'll be human. Next time when you wear white, you'll be God and I'll be human. So I am God. And my sister is very human, as you can see. The moment I give her 
the instruction, a command that I need you to go to this point and she remains here. I have already started working. Because this is no more my place. I'm done, my, I'm done with the work over here. So I'm walking. She can stay here all that she wants and cry out all that she wants. God is not there. God is gone. The reason why... I'm, I'm done. Thank you very much. The reason why some of us cannot see God's glory is because the instruction that God has given to us, God has already left and we are still there. And we are still praying and we are still crying out and we are still fasting that God, you have forsaken me. He has not forsaken you. He is where he, tells, he told you to go. Let's go. Shall we please be on our feet? Let's go.